Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. So welcome. Again. This is a very exciting episode. This is this is where you get to hear somebody else's yes. voice. Yes. <laughs> Which is fairly nice. We've got a guest. Here we have. Is that the first time you've ever interviewed anyone? No. Alright. Oh, no. I'm a dab hand at this. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky. Whatever. This is um so this is our episode about Arthrogryposis. Well <gasps> done, Emily. But- Amy. Emily. Amy. High five. <laughs> 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 I just call it Emily. It's all right. I'll be worse. Well um, done. So my friend Colette has her youngest son Luke, who's an amazing child. Yeah. You'll hear all about him. He's got arthrogryposis. Yeah. And well, I'm, we talk all about it in the podcast, so yeah. you can listen. But this is—it's very, very good. I hope you will. Yeah. agree it's, it's it's very informative yes um it's probably not a condition that you've probably heard about very often no the bloke off who was on strictly yes. this last time had it yeah That's... and that caused a bit of a you know sort of i guess a surge of information that people yes. were looking for yep so it's a it's a really good thing to highlight um he's an amazing little boy his he mum's is. amazing his family yes. are amazing yes um, it's an uplifting it podcast is. as well yeah and it's um colette is is wonderful and very fun. yeah She's wicked. But enjoy. Yeah. Subscribe. And Subscribe. See you in a bit. See ya. Work. So, Colette. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Me and Colette are friends from school. Mm-hmm. We're mum friends, aren't we? Yeah. We met on one of the many mums nights out. I think we met through Laura, didn't we? Yes, That's we did. Yeah. yeah. The in the toilets Laura. of the yeah. Lizard Lounge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in South Woodford. So many memories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but the reason that we thought it'd be good to get you on today mm-hmm. is to talk about your wonderful son, Luke. Lovely, thank you. Thank you for having so, me. So, yeah. yeah. Very, <laughs> very honoured. So, how's Luke? Uh, what do you want? I mean, do you want to know? I want to know everything because yeah. we, I, obviously I was aware that Luke was different, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really know what... Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. And when we went to 51st Date Festival, as mm, we were yeah. walking the long oh, yeah, walk from you. the taxi yeah, up yeah, into yeah, the yeah. festival, okay. you told me this amazing yeah. story oh, and I was just like, oh, oh my God, yeah. the world yeah. needs to hear this. Yeah. And oh, that's basically why I thought oh, about doing okay. this podcast was okay. just literally to, so the world could hear your story. Oh, he is pretty <laughs> amazing. Um, so he was, uh, he's my fourth child to have got when I got pregnant with him. I wasn't expecting to have four children. That was really, I think number three and number four were a bit of a surprise <laughs> after having the two girls. Anyway, we were, we were really happy we were having another child and we went swimmingly along to the scan. I think oh, the other, I hadn't had any problems with the other pregnancies or, um, anything to do with the birth everything was quite went quite simply for those three and then we um went along for the scan we actually had Kira with us who's my oldest she was 11 at the time she was off six so she came to the hospital 
and um, she we we had the the scan and then uh, we saw that Luke's hands were kind of well the baby's hands at times we didn't yeah. call him Luke but his hands were kind of straight and they were they were sort of like cupped together backwards. Um, so the the and, and he had a club foot. So the the scanner, the sonographer, I think they're called. Um, she said, "Oh, maybe he's not moving his arm. He has got a club foot. But maybe he's not moving his arms because, you know, he's just asleep or something." So she said, "Go off and walk around." And then she came back, and then she said, "No, he's got something wrong with his arms." Um, so she she said, "I think it might be something called arthrogryposis." So we obviously never heard of that. No. It's not common. Um, and then. She said, we'll refer you on to like King's College Hospital, which is a specialist hospital for diagnosis and pregnancy. So were you around here? Yeah. Yes, we were, yeah. that was at Whips Cross. <laughs> um, so it was a bit of a shock because Jude was two, Nadia was five, Kira was 11, so we had three, yeah. three young children. I was working. I run a charity in Hackney, so I was really, and we were running, a, like as well as everything else that we do in the charity, mm. we were running a crew at the time. So it was really, okay. really hectic, massive staff team. And I was just thinking, gosh, what's going to happen? And I think we hadn't, just because we hadn't expected any problems, it was a yeah, little shock yeah. as well. I think I was about 20 weeks pregnant then. And actually at the 12-week scan, he'd been fine. So something had happened between 12 and 20 oh. weeks. So he wasn't like that at 12 yeah. weeks. Or the, yeah. You know, when you see them yeah. moving around their arms. And yeah, their yeah. And then um, he, um, so we, we got referred to King's College Hospital Um had I didn't really do any research on what arthrogryposis was, but my husband did, and it does say in the research that babies can die with it. Yeah. it's a muscle condition. But I hadn't actually. I didn't really want to know, so yeah. I'll go and wait and see what yeah. they say. So we went to see this. We went to see this consultant, and he was. He had me in the scan room, and because it's a teaching hospital, there's about five or six people there, and um, he just scanned my tummy and he said, "Oh, this baby won't live for more than two hours after he's born." <gasps> And I was just like, wow, I sort of accepted to have a child with a disability, but not that yeah. he would die, was when, you know, in birth kind of thing, or before he was born. So he was horrible, the consultant. Um, it was really cold. And I think that even then I was thinking, gosh, has this got something to do with, like, the cost of a life, I suppose, in his mind? How yeah. much of a child with a disability yeah, yeah, is going to cost? So what is, yeah. what is, what, sorry, how do you... So it's called it's actually called arthrogryposis multiplex congenita. So arthrogryposis right. is I think it's a Greek word that means limbs not moving. So right. a multiplex means multiple. Yeah. And congenita means you're going to be born with it. Yeah. And right. So there's disabilities and things that people have that they that get diagnosed after birth, but with it, if it's congenita, it means they're born with it. So they knew. So they saw his foot was upside down, yeah. his legs were straight, his arms were twisted yeah. like this. Um, and he sent me off to uh, like a room. I started to cry, and he just oh said, "Oh, you, know, you go off to the room, and I'll come and talk to you." And he never came to talk to us. <laughs> um, and then, and then he said, "The nurse came and she said, we 'We'll refer you to a geneticist.'" So they, they we, so we had a horrendous weekend before we went to see the geneticist. We had to go back there, and um, we actually just didn't really want to talk to anybody. So we, we booked. I wanted to go to Brighton because I love Brighton, but we couldn't get booked anywhere so I booked a travel lodge in Eastbourne which I'd never mm. been to before and then we just went with the kids down to Eastbourne for the weekend and I just remember I, I couldn't sleep so I remember waking up and just seeing this like out to sea and I don't know if you've not been to Eastbourne but there's like a big there's a lighthouse and it's called the Sovereign's Lighthouse it's yeah. like a big cross mm. out of the sea yeah and I just felt then, like, I don't know, it was like a message from God, like, he's going to be okay. Yeah. I remember thinking, that's really weird, but it just felt a sort of, even yeah, though it was going to be hard. sense of, of, of relief. Then yeah. we went, to, we came back and we went to the geneticist, who was absolutely lovely. She was so kind. She scanned me again. She said, no, that is the diagnosis. She got it all in writing. He won't live after birth because his tongue, your tongue's a muscle. And oh. she said, you won't be able to swallow and you won't be able to breathe. So if you can't swallow, and when, yeah. when you're in the pregnancy, they, they swallow the yeah, fluid, don't they? So right, they regurgitate yeah. the fluid, yeah. it goes in and out, and, um, and they pee it out, I think. Anyway, he um, 
she said, you know, we really recommend termination. I was like, I'm not terminating and we'll just, I'll have him until he's born. And that's yeah, what happens. That's, that's what happens. But yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to terminate him. And, um, so we left really Why sad, did like you, really devastated. Was that, is that just personal because you don't agree with termination or do you, um, do you no, just No, no, I don't, feel... it's not that I don't agree with it. I think if it had been my first, yeah. I probably would have yeah. just been so scared. I would have, I think I'd was, I was, yeah. I was 39 at the time and I had three kids and I'd been around a lot more people with disabilities yeah. and I'd been yeah. around and I have a really big support network. Like yeah. friends from around here in Southwood, friends in Hackney, I've got a massive support mm, network. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what, I'm, plus my friend's baby had just died as well. So I really thought, like my one of my best friends, she thought her baby died at six weeks. Oh, God. Um, he was her eighth child. She's a doctor. It was horrendous. So she'd just been oh. through that. Then I got pregnant yeah. and it, it was just, and then I was told my baby was going to die as oh, well. So I was just going to So I sort of thought, you know what, I'll just I'll, 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 I'll um, take a chance. Yeah. And also, yeah. and she's, because yeah. she's a doctor, she actually said to me, because most people do terminate. Yeah. They don't know what happens between 20 and no. 40 weeks. You know, sometimes right. things can change. So yeah. she said, it's not, I'm not saying it's going to change, but you know, this is what they've said when you, we have it in writing. Um, and then I didn't really, I wish at the time I'd sort of Googled and joined arthrogryposis groups because I run yeah. quite a few of them now myself yeah. because so many people get told that. And that's a very rare outcome. It's probably actually about 10% of babies right. that will die at birth because they won't be able to breathe. Yeah, and they so. tell people that that's what's going to happen. That's, that's the worst case scenario, isn't it? Okay, so then we, um, yeah. so we, we kept going back to King's College. Uh, and, you know, that lady had been lovely, but I've just started, I've never had panic attacks in my no. life. I hated the place. Yeah. Um, and we were seen as like an interesting case and I just didn't like that. And, you know, young kids at the time as well, so it was really yeah. stressful. Yeah. So I asked them to refer me back to Whip's Cross at about, oh, what, what the geneticist told me as well, because he wasn't swallowing. She yeah. said, what will happen is all the fluid will go into your body and you'll blow up like a balloon. You'll puff up. Yeah. And you'll miscarry them anyway. I said, if that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's called, I can't remember the name of the technical term for it, but um, anyway, it didn't happen. <laughs> so right. I, I carried quite small. I was quite healthy in all my pregnancies and it was exactly the same. Yeah. So I didn't puff up and I kept yeah. thinking, well, I'm not puffing up and... And um, I didn't miscarry and I felt fine. Um, and then, so I got them to refer me back to Whips Cross. And I actually went with my mum um, to Whips Cross and we th- there was a lovely sonographer there and she turned, I've got a friend who's a midwife and she knew her and she had about an hour with us. She was Aww. so sweet and so lovely. And she actually said, the baby I'm seeing doesn't look like the baby on the notes. I see he's got issues with yeah. his arms yeah. and his legs, but it doesn't look like, the, he's not got some of the stuff that they've said that he has. So she was really thorough. Yeah, um, and then and I've got the still got it in my fridge, but it bas- basically his little this little hand came up, oh. and his hands are sort of twisted round. So when he was born, they were cut yeah. like underneath. This hand came up and it kind of waved, oh. <laughs> only four fingers, not a thumb. <laughs> anyway, she just happened to take a picture of that moment, so I've got the scan picture of his hand in my womb, and I just felt then he's going to yes. be fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I just knew he was going. It was almost like a message. Yeah, you know, it's a sign. You know, like, yeah. just trust me, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Um, so then, then when he, I had them at caesarean, because uh, they weren't sure about his arms and legs, yeah. they were brilliant at Whips Cross as well. I think they were a bit shocked when he came out, um, because generally they don't have many babies that have quite, it's yeah. quite a severe disability when at birth, because it's yeah. the worst it's going to be at birth. So what happens is your muscles stop developing. So yeah. something happened between 12 and 20 weeks. Where I probably had a virus. This is what they reckon someone oh. called. This is non-genetic, so it's not a genetic condition. Right. So I probably had a virus. Probably, I probably had a temperature, and something happened to stop the message going to the brain to create the muscles. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so he just didn't have, have any muscles forming. So he didn't have um, uh, biceps, and he didn't have some muscles in his legs. Right. Um, 
So therefore, all the limbs get twisted and they get fixed and yeah. they get stuck. So that's why, because maybe babies are normally moving around, so they all get fixed and twisted. So when they're born, it's, they're very tight and twisted. And like his leg looked like it being put on backwards. His feet were upside down. Gosh, his arms were yeah. stuck. They didn't move. His arms didn't move for three months. They were just stuck wow. in this position. And um, anyway, I was overjoyed when he was born. Yeah. He was fine. We took him to special care for about 15 minutes and then brought him back because he was Aww. fine. You know, he was just, you yeah. know, apart from his limbs, he's absolutely yeah. healthy and fine. So then we went through kind of working out what do we do now Wits Cross were really good but we got referred thank god straight away to um Royal London so yeah from two weeks old um and we saw we saw this surgeon the first time we'd met him and he actually said um like he's an expert in uh childhood issues but he's just a yeah. expert but he, he is an expert on arthrogramosis yeah. so most of the cases either go to Great Ormond Street or to Royal London to him so he said, he said to us, oh, you know, we'll become friends, you know, like you have to learn to trust me yeah. with your baby. And I was just like thinking, you're nutter, I'm yeah. like, like, where are you talking? Anyway, I've met his wife and kids and we know oh, him yeah. and he's lovely. <laughs> and I totally trust him. Yeah. So he just knew what he needed to do. And what they do is they, they do the feet first. That's right, they, yeah. they turn the feet right. Yeah. So he had like from two weeks old, he had casts on his serial casting. Yeah. So every week I used to have to take Jude and him in the double buggy from South Woodford to Royal London <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> Get up and down the stairs yeah. there was no lift <laughs> no yeah. escalator there and then get his least casts taken off with a saw you know take them off with a yeah. saw like oh plaster ones God. and then put back on again and he's screaming because <gasps> um, obviously they're manipulating his yeah. feet um, every week every week yeah wow for, that was for about 16 weeks that went on for not it wasn't always just me and my own other people yeah. came with me and my husband came yeah. and stuff um anyway his feet started to turn around and he had surgery at three months it was amazing actually when you see the pictures of his feet moving around to, they and how, how they do yeah, it yeah some surgery incredible. on his tendon and his ankle mm-hmm. at three months um and that kind of and then they put him in casts again and then they put him in boots and bar for till he was about four actually he used to have them on like they're if you've ever seen them yeah. up, boots with a bar in the middle and they keep his feet in that position so because they, they because they, they re, basically they reset them yeah yeah and they have to keep them like that um, and then we had one hip that was out uh out of joint and they monitored that and then he had to have hip surgery when he was 15 months twice and so I used to be carried. So all this, the whole school know me. Yeah. <laughs> He's already had three kids there, so I used to bring this baby in with this, like literally a cast from his chest God. down oh to his my... feet. Wow! Um, so and that was that was a bit of a nightmare because he had one surgery and then it didn't work and his hip popped back out again and he had to go back in two weeks after. And this is major surgery. Well, yeah. Hips are really Absolutely. difficult surgery. Yeah, um, anyway, he got through and that. Especially on yeah. that small yeah. as well. Yeah, I know. I know. But I could carry him around. I've seen children oh. having that surgery bigger and it's a nightmare because literally they're just, yeah. they're just yeah. like this yeah and he's always like he's a very cheerful person but he was generally pretty cheerful all the way through we just he just adapted yeah um and then yeah and then we then had to have knee surgery because once he had the hip healed then realized his knee was going backwards <laughs> when he started to stand up so he was in a, he was in a standing frame and then he was a walk like a gait trainer walker so he used to get around on that so he actually started school in a, like a walking frame wow. not one that yeah. he could move one that he could push yeah. around himself yeah um, and that's just been, he's had some arm surgeries, had a muscle taken from one bit and put it in the other, but not anything for a long time. No. Yeah. So now it's just monitoring it. Like he wears a splint on his foot leg to try and keep his foot yeah. straight now. But he, yeah. just, he just honestly, he actually really likes going to hospital. He's like having <laughs> surgery, but he loves going to hospital. And how, do they, adapt- there. <laughs> how do they adapt to, to it at school and things? How the school, school you know, I think the school have been, been really brilliant good. because they knew us. Yeah. Um, there was a, Emma was the Senko at the infant school. I don't think you guys would have known her, but she was lovely. 
So everything was kind of put in place before he okay. needed it. So um, Kim, who's a friend of mine, she was working in the nursery. She'd got girls the same age as mine. So she was working in the nursery at the time. So they just kind of let her look after him, even though she wasn't his trained LS. Yeah. A, a tra- they didn't yeah. Have a, you didn't have a, no. a, a um, EHCP or anything. Yeah. Um, so they just sort of allocated her to him. And then she just she was actually with him all the way through till about two years ago. Um, and she just she was like a mum to him, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To the point of thinking, then he was like, "Oh gosh, come on, <laughs> yeah. stop fussing over me." Um, so I think with the school, everything that I've been really lucky, yeah, because everything we've needed has been sorted out before yeah. he's needed it, even. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so I've really got a lot of respect for them, yeah. and I trust them with him as well. Yeah, yes. You know, and obviously they're moving into the junior school. Yeah, was like, "Oh gosh, he's gone to a different school." But Mrs. Lenning knew him. Yeah, she was due to teach her, so everybody had kind of seen him come through the school. So yeah. they'd always made provision for him I suppose and I think also like having him there but they've also all got quite a lot of children with disabilities yeah, and special have. needs yeah. so they are yeah. they are pretty good at yeah. it I, I always think um, and probably, probably not everybody's had that experience but I think most people I know have had a really good because it's a smaller yeah. school as well so I think yeah. they can cope with you know yeah. actually quite complex cases yeah. rather than just exactly his, you know. his, his is physical so yeah. he doesn't need like so he's got Mr. Gandhi. I don't know if you've ever met him. He's lovely. So he's his one-to-one now. And he had Mr. Manners who works yeah. in. Mr. Yeah. Manners, who's become our friend now as well. So he's always kind of had really good people looking after him. Who just Because he needs help a bit with writing. And like with the sats at the moment, they're scribing for him. So he'll answer the question and then they'll write it. Because right. okay. I can't write okay. fast. Yeah. But generally, I mean, he's like, I was just saying that to, um, they phoned about the sats things whatever they're called um, mocks that they're doing yes. yeah 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 at all I don't care, don't care about these kind of things yeah. <laughs> but they were saying you know I don't care either or homework he's alive I was saying that live. to Louise Ditchburn I think she's the head or deputy head now and she was phoning me and like telling me about it. she said no you don't care about the sats yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he cares he cares what he gets oh, really? like, yeah. no, he does because he's really competitive oh I see yeah so he really wants to do well and he's doing just as well as all of his classmates yeah. and oh, it's not measured by the stats but I just think generally all the way through yeah he's been I was just speaking to another mum actually whose son is in actually his, he's affected just in his legs but he can't walk and she was saying that the other kids in his class really baby him she's, and he's realising they're babying him a bit yeah so he's not like they're equal and I, I haven't really seen that with Luke yeah. I think because he's got a strong character um, and he's quite likeable the the, the his physio that he's retired now when she first met him she used to come to the house a lot but she actually said his face will get him a long way yeah. because he's yeah. got a really beautiful yeah. face. Yeah, he's And she's just, she said, if children with disabilities have got fit, anything on their face, yeah. sometimes yeah. It, it can be just be harder for them. Yeah. Because people see him as face before they see the disability. Absolutely. So we've had, I mean, it's been, it's not been easy. It's been yeah. really challenging just because we had other children to, yeah. to manage as well. Yeah. And obviously watching your baby go through all of that. Yeah. But he doesn't yeah. really remember it. He only remembers having arm surgery when he was six. Really? He doesn't remember <laughs> any of the other stuff at all. And people used to say that to me, he won't remember. No. Adults yeah. used to say to me, we don't remember, but we know we can walk now. Yeah. And not yeah. all kids with arthrogrepos is what we're, he, his, we were lucky to have been the right place in London and mm. find the right surgeon. And now being part of networks all over the world, you realise people really struggle, even in the UK, to get to see the right doctor. Because yeah, you know, if you're in a small town in a hospital and they've never seen a child with this condition. But it's actually like, I think it's like one in 3,000 live births. So it's not as, it's as, as rare as, as, as common, sorry, as spina bifida. Bifida, yeah. Nobody's right. ever heard of arthrogryphosis. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Is that because they know. can't say it? No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, they kind of call it AMC, actually. That's okay. like a shortened version. Okay. But, but it's true, even I'm like, I'm, how do you spell that again? I always tell people about this <laughs> yeah. amazing story because it's oh. like, you didn't think he'd live past yeah, two months. Exactly. And yeah. he did a 5K, didn't yeah, he, exactly last year? 5K. 
I mean, it's amazing, but I can never remember what it is. It's too many letters. When I asked her, she said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. People know more about it now. There's been a few. Will Bailey, who's been, who's a Paralympic table tennis player, he has a different form. He's got genetic form. Okay. But he's got arthrogryposis, and he was recently in Strictly. Right. Um, he had to step, but he, you could see he had a disability. I don't know if watch Strictly because I didn't only watch it because he was in it. No, but my mum did. Yeah. And she but said, he, Ooh. Yeah, but he, he had, he's, he's got distal arthrogryposis, right. which is genetic. Luke's isn't genetic. So it's like an umbrella so term the, the for genet- lots of Yeah, so genetic, did, mm. would that have meant he, his, both his mum and his dad would have been a carrier? Or? Potentially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, quite often you don't know if you you're a carrier know. and sometimes it's just the combination no. with genetic conditions. Yeah, so um, my brother had cystic fibrosis. Which is genetic. Which is genetic. Yeah, yeah. So both my mum and my dad were a carrier right, okay. and he had cystic fibrosis. Oh, they would never have known. But they they know, never know. Yeah, so yeah. when I had Idris mm. through IVF, mm. I had to be tested before I went through it because they oh, won't give you really? they won't give you IVF if you are a carrier. Oh, okay. No. Gosh, wow. No, because wow. it's obviously wow. you don't yeah. I mean what is cystic yeah. fibrosis? So it affects yeah. the lungs. It's like right. a build up of mucus. Mm. Um a lot of cystic fibrosis sufferers um spend a lot of time having physiotherapy yeah. to get all right. the mucus yeah. up. You can't feed properly, oh, so you have feeding mm. tubes, and you're yeah, it's it's very debilitating. Yeah, it's yeah, very. Yeah. It, I mean, I can remember Toby spending quite a lot a lot of time in hospital. Mm, yeah. yeah, he only had one lung, mm. so he didn't oh, have use of his other, yeah. other lung, and he was offered a, a heart and lung transplant, mm. but he didn't want to take it. Mm. He, he just felt like his he, he used to write poetry, so oh, read and write poetry Gosh. constantly, and um. I, I remember so we, when we sort of spoke about, you know, having the operation and he felt like he, he would have had somebody else's heart yeah, inside him. Person, yeah, it would have made yeah, him completely yeah, different. Yeah. Although it wouldn't have, it's mm-hmm. just yeah. the mechanics yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. But in his head, he yeah. was, you know, 90, 18, 19, I think at the time, and mm. he'd, he'd been offered um, a place at university. So he went, but mm-hmm. he 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 didn't tell anybody he had cystic fibrosis. Oh. He told them he had asthma. Okay, he went to um, you know, it's Bristol. really serious as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. He went to Bristol oh, University. He'd get a taxi from mm. the bottom of the hill to mm. the top. Yeah, he'd just say I'd mm. got asthma. Mm, wow. But yeah, Gosh, and then he unfortunately passed away at twenty-one. But oh, he that was his choice. Gosh, yeah. yeah, and actually, you know, as a family, although yeah. it was hard to. Yeah. Um, go through that mm. period of grieving. Mm. Yeah. Now I, I I think, oh my God, I'm so thankful that you mm. made that decision yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than being in a situation where it. you're, you know, that's taken away from you. Yeah. So yeah. it's... It's not a long life expectancy. I no. can say probably 20s. I've got another yeah. friend who's lost her daughter to so that. Yeah. Like 24 or something. Yeah. These genetic mm. disorders, mm. they are, they're, they're quite interesting. Yeah. When you, and, and, and the mm. children especially, yeah. they are. Yeah, you know, suddenly you get involved. Even like yeah. the work I do, I knew I know people with disabilities and different long term illnesses and health conditions. Yeah, but when you have when you when it's in your family, you get a whole different view I mean, on God, it. I and know. then you just meet. I mean, I, f- I feel honoured to know the people I know. Yeah, too, having yeah. Like, you know the communities that we're in, yeah. the, thing, the events that we're involved in. You know, yeah. meeting other people. And uh, my my friend um, Sam actually, I got to know her through the school. But she, her son Jude has. Um, Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. Okay. So he was at the school. You would have seen him because he used to be in a wheelchair. He was in year six. He's just moved. Okay. Um, but he, you probably would have seen him. Yeah. Um, but she, she got di- he got diagnosed when he was just in, like, still in the infant school. And I can actually remember her telling me. I came out and then the 
think at the time said you should tell Colette because she'll yeah. understand yeah. how she told me and, and, but, and it's it's something that probably won't go past teen Oh years. really? That's the diagnosis. Because yeah. so, right. it's a it's a muscle yeah. wasting condition. Yeah. Right. Whereas Luke just doesn't have muscles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so his he just doesn't have them, they won't grow back. Yeah. You can't really you do can't, muscle transplants. No, you can't do anything. No, However, yeah. you can you can get I mean the whole point is you to can get manage. people um, independent yes. with all the yeah. treatment. And it got to like he had this arm surgery at yeah. six to have this muscle taken from here to here. And it was just tiny. So he doesn't, his arms really don't function much better than they did, but there's a bit of a difference. Yeah. So this was to get him to be able to do this. So can he lift his arm? Can he? Um, I mean, he uses his arms. If you see him and he can, you know, get, pick, pick, pick up like something up. He can get his arms on the table. He right. can put the food up to his mouth. Right. He's really independent. So he can feed himself. Yeah, he can feed himself. Can he go yeah, to the toilet yeah. himself? Yes. Not yet. Yeah. He can't wipe his bottom, but he yeah. can do the top. He can pull his trousers down yeah. to get, you know, it's yeah. like, look, he's a boy really. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, as I was saying, his brother is amazing with him as well. So he's just two years older, and he just does stuff for him without. So yeah, how are the kids with him? Did they? Was it strange for them? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I suppose because the older yeah. girls, they would have been more aware, wouldn't they? Of yeah, definitely. I think it was. I think they were. Everybody was just happy he was alive. Yeah. You know, and although you know people probably felt sorry for us, we were just really happy he was alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think because I, maybe what I do or, or my job or what I've seen other people going through, I, I was older, and I think I just thought, you know, this is this isn't great for him, but yeah. we can get through this, and it's just our job now to get him as um, mobile as possible. Yeah. So we never really knew if we would walk. We never knew. Yeah. You know what would happen, but so he just amazes me every day with what yeah. he can do and his attitude. He's really competitive, really sporty. So he just started to play boccia. Um, which What's is like that? um it's it's generally mostly people well you have to sit down to play it but it's like we, it's like bowls yeah yeah um but it's a sports really inclusive sport so he plays against adults because it's not age related so okay. he was in a competition recently um and he managed to do <laughs> I was really proud of himself and his attitude about it is really because he is competitive and he's yeah. kind of oh, good and what I see him. what I see with him he's so used to being around adults that's right yeah um you know I think maybe at some point he probably was a little bit cocky when he was a bit younger 
but he's kind of come back or maybe a little bit bossy <laughs> to get people to do things for him. Yeah. Let me get that from Mira. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But now he's learned to kind of be polite about asking yeah. for help, and, and you know, but he doesn't. He, he, with his brother, he'll just tell him, "Get me this, do that." And then so will he go to, to Woodbridge then? No, it can't. It's a, such a shame actually, because my other kids all went. To yeah, Woodbridge, I was going to say, it, but yeah. he, um, it's not actually accessible. So in like this in Hackney, is the senior school, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, in Hackney oh. where I work, all the secondary schools were knocked down and rebuilt. Yeah, so they've all right. got amazing accessible buildings, so any yeah. child can go to any school with a disability. Um, but in in Redbridge. It's a lot of really old buildings. So yeah. you've got an old building and you've got all the new buildings and you've got massive, massive schools and massive sites. Most of them are like that. Yeah. So actually in Redbridge, the only accessible school is Seven Kings, which is just down, for well, Seven Kings really, it'll yeah. down that way, yeah. Hill. Um, and he, so we've got kind of always known he'll go there. We were kind of prepared to put a, maybe a bit of a fight with Woodbridge. Yeah. To help make yes. it accessible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it costs... Millions and millions yeah. and millions of pounds. Plus, yeah. that building's a listed building, so you have to get all this permission and everything. Right. So I just thought, I think at some point, um, and then I just started start hearing really good things about Seven Kings, and I, then I actually also thought he won't be the only child in the school with a disability. No. Yes. So I think if he'd gone to yeah. Woodbridge, he would be the only one that walked differently or did things yeah. differently, yeah. and he's never been bullied, as far as I know. I think, or if he has, he's learned to deal with it. Yeah. Um. And but he. I think, you know, into the teenagers can be horrible. Yeah, they you know, can. Um, and I, there's a lot of yeah. kids at that school as well. It's like 10, 10 yeah, it's a massive, it's a and massive school. big site. We'd be knackered going around there. Yeah. And I sort of thought when yeah. he went to secondary, we'd get him like a power wheelchair, but there's no way he'd go in a power wheelchair. No. Because he doesn't need it. He likes walking. He, he wouldn't want it. No, he wouldn't. He if wouldn't he goes on a school trip, he won't, I mean, he's got a wheelchair, which he put, we push, but he wouldn't let us take it because he wants to walk. So, yeah. You know, you'll see me walking up and down with him and he wants to walk to school. And, I mean, I've only ever seen him walking. I do get the car sometimes, <laughs> yeah. even though I only look around the car anymore, but that's more of my laziness. Yeah. <laughs> this morning we got out, he's like, can we walk to school today? I, was like, I literally live two ro- roads away from school. <laughs> Because I can drive it around yeah. and they won't let me go in the car park. Yeah, <laughs> but, there, but there is that, isn't there? Uh, I guess it's mm. like, you know, you don't, you, if you don't want to go, if you don't want people to see you in a wheelchair, you don't want to go in it and no, then exactly. see yeah. people to see you, you know, and you can walk. It's, yeah, I think uh, that's the thing. He doesn't like to be, although he knows he's different, he doesn't like to be seen as being no, different. Or, no, or, And he likes to be doing stuff with his friends, not be with the adult pushing Perhaps, a wheelchair. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, so and at, but at Seven Kings, it's got... So all the children in Redbridge, and actually from some other brothers, with physical disabilities go to Seven right, Kings. Right, okay. So they've got a massive department of support. They've got like a disability cricket team. Ah. They've got... So he will be one of... Yeah. yeah. 30 kids with disability. And it'll school. all mix in and he yeah. will just be... Well, yeah. My adult friends who went to that school... Right. Um, my friend Sobia, she used to go to that school, and she... Um, it was that 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 was the school then that kids with disabilities right. went. I've got a friend who's got um, brittle bone disease who's like thirty now. Okay. She went to that school from New okay. Newham because that was the school that yeah. was, had all that the the access and also the support. So I do feel that I felt when I found more about the school, I thought actually it's the right school for yeah. him to go to. Yeah, it won't be the only one, and he's really happy to go there. How yeah. how how will he get there? Will you have well, to get? Go? No, well, I was thinking you can get transport. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking no, you won't want to do that. So I'll take him in the morning and yeah. then go to work. Anyway, he so does not want me to take him to no, school. He wants absolutely. to go. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I think there's a bus I see. There's, a, I think there must be somebody on Rose Avenue um, oh, with, that goes yeah. to the school. So I see the bus dropping somebody off. So what the the um, oh, the head great. teacher when we went when she she basically said they like they make friends with all the people on the bus. Yes, yeah. You know, so yeah. They, they'll they want he won't want you driving, and we want to be on the bus with all of his friends. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's right. So they'll pick him up like half seven, and then 
Brilliant. Oh, that's great. So he'll have that independence for school as well. And I think mentally it's good for him to have his mum take him. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, because I mean, I think, I mean, maybe I do baby him a little bit, but he doesn't really like being babied at all. I think think you're going to though, aren't you? Yeah. You're going to. I mean, Definitely. naturally yeah, just, we do, but obviously you're going to yeah. do it. Any transition is hard as a parent. Oh, yeah. God, you know, yeah. Going from infant to juniors was hard. And yeah. For all of mine, and then it's still it's hard going secondary. But then you realise... So actually, you're not going to have any more mm. then? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I'm far too old. I took my mum for a scan yesterday at Bart's because she's, she's got a lung condition as well, and um, which is quite stressful because she's supposed to have an operation on the 31st of March in the most all of this. Oh, God. And they were like, you're not pregnant because I was at this like radio. Thing. I was like, <laughs> oh, absolutely joking. <laughs> I bloody well hope yeah. not. Can you if imagine? I was a mirror, oh, God, no, it not if, if I was, it would be a miracle. So, no. <laughs> so have you gone ways. back to show the guy that told you that? Yeah. No, but I'll tell you, this is a really good story. Um, I actually, I wanted to take him back to show him, but I, yeah. I, I really needed to forgive him first anyway. I didn't bother Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I haven't forgiven him or I'm just like... Anyway, what I did Fine, do after talk. I had him and I got involved with like support groups yeah. through Facebook and then there's a, a tag charity and there's the Earth Repulses group charity, UK charity. So I suddenly start to meet all these people and then um, and find out more about it and realise it wasn't as rare as we thought and that, that yeah. there's loads of kids. There was, I met a girl, actually, an American group who lived down in South London oh, and then wow. me and her got together with our two boys who are the same age and we're still friends. Um that's why I thought it was important for him to meet other people that were yeah. like him. Um, and then, so then I actually thought, you know what I need to do? I need to, then I realised that the information they'd given me was wrong or it wasn't 100%. No. That, that should, wouldn't necessarily be the outcome. So I wrote to the geneticist. Yeah. And I said, to, I wrote to her and I said to her, you know, just, you know, following up on this, this is Luke. I find out more about arthrogypnosis. Actually, information you gave us wasn't right. And this is how the outcome. She was, because she, she was a lovely person. And she wrote a lovely letter back to me. said, I'm so happy to hear this. I'm going to go away and do more research. She said, the thing with genetic, I'm a geneticist with genetic conditions. She didn't even really know arthrogyposis. The part that one that he has wasn't genetic. There's thousands of them. Yeah. So I don't know everything about everyone. Yeah. Um, Anyway, then through being part of the support group, we used to have all all the people from the, like the southeast would come to my house like once a year. So we'd have like a barbecue and invite all the kids over yeah. in the family, so the families could get to know each other. So yeah. by this time, Luke was about five, um, and I met this girl from Brighton. In fact, it's the one I was just talking to earlier. <laughs> so she'd come up from Brighton. She's a teacher uh, with her husband and their little boy Joey, and she basically said, "Oh." I got referred to King's College Hospital and I got to see this lovely geneticist. So Joey's about two or three years younger than Luke. And she was so positive about the, the, the possible outcome for him. And I still think, wow, Joey's alive. Yeah. Wow. Because she would have told her the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, she would have told, maybe she wouldn't maybe she wouldn't have terminated him or maybe she would have. You just don't yeah. know. But um I still sort of think every time I hear her talking about yeah. Joey, I'm thinking, I'm so glad you were given that like comfort. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. she just yeah. thought she was a lovely lady, but she was really like, no, I've met a child with arthrogryposis and he's doing this and that. So. Yeah. But that's the only way you change things, yeah, isn't definitely. it? Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's the only way you make mm. a change. Yeah is if, um, you know, the mm. fact that you went back and you yeah. highlighted all the positive things yeah, exactly. and that changes her perception for everybody that comes yeah, in. That's, definitely. That's and it's not even way. just her, it's also like the medical professionals. Medical professionals, absolutely. Yeah. Physiotherapists, all yeah. of those kind of people as well. So we have some part of the tag charity now. Yeah. And we do like a great Ormond Street clinic. So if there's, um, yeah. so they'll have like one day a month where there's people from tag, including like parents like me and people, adults with arthrogryposis, who'll be at the clinic just to talk to the people about yeah. the support they can get and about to meet other children. And um, cause I think that just, get, I went, we went to like a 
family conference when Luke was about two. So he was still in having surgery and not walking and everything. And I saw this teenage boy walking. He was probably about 14 or 15 and he was with all the other teenagers. And I saw it and I thought, oh, if only Luke could ever walk like that. Yeah. Anyway, he does. That's exactly how he walks. Oh, yeah. With straight legs and straight arms. And it's exactly the same. And actually yeah. we went to the conference. We hadn't been for a few years and we went again this year and I saw the boy. Oh. And I said to him, it's amazing because he's like 20 odd now. Yeah. I was like, it's amazing. You gave me so much yeah. hope for Luke. And I think people look at Luke and it's like, okay, yeah. might, my son might, or my daughter might not walk like that, but at least the, the, the ability yeah. to function. But it's the possibilities, yeah. isn't yeah, exactly. it? It's the possibilities and knowing that, mm. you know, well, that's that's what he's got to look forward yeah, exactly. to. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of all the shit and the, all the, you know, the yeah, problems yeah, and yeah. all the hospital visits yeah, exactly. and the so depressing and stories. Yeah, I've got that, that yeah. kind of physical visibility. Mm. Exactly. But that's why it's really good for, I mean, I work in Harringay and mm. I work quite closely with lots of charities, but... Mm. I, I'm really passionate about getting, um, you know, children with disabilities in mixed schools because yeah, I think it is yeah. really important. Mm. You're never going to make a change mm. with young, I mean, young yeah. people or, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, true. you're not unless people actually see children yeah. with disabilities. Mm. Yeah. It's like TV programmes. I know, you it's know, they're, much more visible they're right. yeah, trying yeah, to change. Yeah. It's like the diversity thing, yeah. but with yeah. with disability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love is, the last leg. You know, they've got the guy on there. I don't know what his yeah. condition is, but I love the fact that he's got a yeah. big character yeah. as well. Yeah. I think like, Luke wants to be on telly and he wants to be a That's so oh, I'm so. sure that he will be. <laughs> he will be. Yeah, I definitely. think he will do anything that he <laughs> yeah. anybody works to. for Sky, that's what he wants to do. Is that what I said? Maybe BT Sport because it's like on the Olympic park. Yeah, he wants to be a sports commentator. He would. He can talk to you about sport all day, every day. And I'm really? really not interested. <laughs> but what an so out- tell me anyway yeah. in detail oh. about every football match. And- but what an outlet for somebody. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what, what, what an ambition. Well, I think also because he, he, that's what, that's it. Well, his ambition yeah. was to play for Manu. Then when he realised he couldn't, he was to play for um, disability yeah. and football team. Because we went to the Paralympics when he was four. So we saw people with cerebral palsy oh. playing football. Yeah. yeah, we went. Yeah, and we went to loads of stuff. And that inspired right. me. You know, it yeah. was like... It- Unbelievable. You know, un- and I thought, well, they can all, and like, actually, Luke's attitude, because he's kind of competitive, yeah. is finding something for him that he can be competitive absolutely. in. Absolutely. Um, so he's absolutely determined. And then he decided he would want to be my new manager yeah. and a sports commentator. <laughs> so that's still his ambition. Yeah. He'll still tell you that's what he's going to do. Yeah. And I said, maybe BT Sports, it's quite close to us. And he said, no, no, I want to be at Sky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> so he was telling Fair a friend enough. of mine. I had a friend of mine over, and he was, and he knew someone at Sky Sports. <laughs> so anyway, we got to, we got to go and see. You know the thing that's soccer AM. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So he got invited, got to go behind the scenes, and um, yeah, and he got to have a look around and everything. So that was really, so he just he asks and people just give him things. <laughs> well, they're well, they were they should, they should. As well. and he's quite sweet as well. Oh, he's lovely. He's time <laughs> to keep cool. doing yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Time to keep doing that. He'll get a break I somewhere. Got a really good expression on his yeah. face. He'll be good on telly. <laughs> so has he got does he have to have any more operations or anything or is that it now? I think he will. I think it's a process. Yeah. I mean, what happens is his body's wanting to go back to how it was when he was born. Right. So as he grows, it pulls back it you know, so his foot that's why his foot's in like he had to be, have serial casting again. Because his foot starts to turn under again. Right. That's why he wears the splint to stop it turning under. So his feet and his, you know, nothing looks like a normal foot would look. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's workable, you know, and, he, and it doesn't. And I always think he must be in pain because all of his joints. I mean, he walks, his, he walks awkwardly. You know, his feet are very awkwardly shaped, I suppose. You know, but he's, I always say to him, does your feet, do your feet hurt? Sometimes his knees hurt if he walks yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, but it, I, he, maybe he's used to just having a level of pain that he's Pos- just used to. Yeah, but he yeah. never moans about it. 
possibly. I mean, I, one, one time, and this wasn't like long ago, about two years ago, we'd come back from an appointment at Royal London. It was just me and him in the kitchen. He really likes going to hospital because he gets like time off school just for me. It's all my attention. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I sort of sat and I said to him, "Do you ever feel sorry for yourself?" And he said, yeah. and, he, and, he, "And he thought about it, and he said, no, because I've got so many good things in my life.' Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, that what is you're amazing. To have, with your children and with the kids I work yeah. with, the kids, it's like you're trying to teach them resilience. Like yeah. life is going to be tough, and you need to learn how to kind of come back from that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, that's definitely one of the things I think is really important with kids. Yeah. It's like yeah. everything's not going to be perfect all the time. Be honest. No. Yeah. And um, I think with Luke, you know, we've been honest at appropriate times with him when, you know, realising he has a disability, getting older, you know, yeah. those kind of things. But he really is a very thankful person. I think he's very, like, he's got a really positive attitude about yeah. everything. So. Well, I think you are, aren't you? Yeah. So that, yeah. will always, that will always sort of go into yeah, his, his world. His, and I think, and it's the people that have been around him, yeah. bringing him up, haven't not, not brought him up on, not even just siblings, we've got yeah. a big community of friends. And he's been brought up by my yeah. friends, and I think you need yeah. that with your yes. children. Yeah, you you know, do. I'm not the best mum, I have my good and bad points, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, so, but I think I learned on. that when I had actually Nadia, the second yeah. one. Actually, no, I met, when Kira was about three, I made my friend Carol, who now lives on, um, she's got the daughter Lola, who's at the school. Yes, yeah. Um, so we met when we were, our kids were three in the park. And yeah. none of us had any friends. Because <laughs> yeah. both of us were working. Yeah. So we didn't really, weren't around any groups or anything. And we just became friends then. The kids became friends. And then, then we've got a bigger community. And I think really important when you're bringing up your children mm. to bring them up in a community. Yeah, I agree. You know, with other people, allow other people to yeah. do things yep. with them Absolutely. that maybe you wouldn't do. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like my, all my children, but Luke particularly, is a community child is a product of thousands yeah. of people that have been yeah. um, involved with him, bringing him up and helping me and everything so I think that's probably given him some of the resilience and everything as well and it's it doesn't it doesn't you know it's had its hard moments but I don't think it was hard I just felt really thankful for things yeah, yeah. you know now I look at him like his journey um and then how he how he is with people and how you can teach people yeah. and how people now know about arthrogryposis yeah. because of Luke, even if they can't see it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can I you know. say it now? No, I'm, no. 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 I'm going to practice. No. Do, you, do you want to give it a go? No. Arthrogryposis. Arthrogryposis. I think it's, it's it's Greek or Latin or something like that, but it just means li- it's like three bits. Arthrogryposis. Limbs, limbs not moving. Ah, or stiff or something like that. Or yes. stiff. Yeah. So if you break it down into three, yeah. it kind of makes a bit more sense. So they could could have given it an easier name. They really could have. They could have, given a, could have given a lot of them a bit of an easier name, but they don't. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, we've learned a lot of it as we've gone along. I'm sure there's going to be lots of people that he'll meet in life that he'll. Yeah. So you know, my, I think when my husband was very, he's much not as positive as me in, in some ways. I was going to ask you about your husband. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, when Luke was young, he was like, you know, we we'll need to get a bungalow and you live with us. And I was like. Luke is not going to want to live with his mum and dad for the rest of his life. You know, Luke is going to want to get married and have children. That's yeah. what he's going to want to do. Yeah. You know, and most of the... Now we've met, you know, adults with arthrogryposis per- living perfectly normal yeah. lives yeah. with children. And the children adapt to their parents' yeah. disability. Yeah. And even that's been amazing. I remember meeting a woman who's... Uh, when I went, we went to the first conference and her arms were the same as Luke's and she had two children. And she just said when she had the baby... They, you, she could hold them like this, but yeah, obviously yeah. she couldn't pick them up, and they just adapted to yeah, her. Yeah, they will. Wow. And as they got bigger, they'd climb up on her. Oh, yeah. They'd hold on yeah. to her, and she'd be able to carry them because they'd be ripping on. So yeah. they just adapted to her. They didn't know any different. 
Wow. Um, so I think that's what I've seen oh, now. It's like, look, yeah. we'll have no problem being a dad. No, no. I don't um, think you'll have a problem doing anything. No, really. No, exactly. No. Which is wonderful. Which is what you nice must let them do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we must let, I think we must let them do that. I think yeah. sometimes as carers and parents, I think it's quite a scary prospect, isn't yeah, it? Definitely. Because you, do, you don't want to, mm. you don't want to let them into the big bad world and for them yeah. to fend for themselves. But actually, it's where we all learn, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's the right decision. Yeah. If he wants to watch school, he'll do anything. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that'll literally only have a few more months left of doing the school run and then it's yeah. been done. And is that, so that she does <laughs> forever. I've for 17 years I've been doing it since yes. Kira Wow, so yeah. she said 17, yeah. 17 years since, since Kira Oh started. my god, That gosh. is a long yeah. time. To be so doing the school I don't really know that many people anywhere. I was saying, you know, when my yeah. kids were younger, so I know you guys through Laura. Yeah. And so I know like people who's got kids in your year. Yeah. I don't really know anybody anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so now when I, when I was kind of going, Luke was going into year six, I, there's just loads of parents. I'm thinking, I used to know everybody. And yeah. Half who half these people are. <laughs> but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was young when I started. God, now I'm literally. So how old were you when you had. Your first daughter. 28. 28. 28. Okay, I'll tell you when young. I felt like I was young. I had no friends with children. Like, not any. None. And I met my husband and got pregnant straight away. So it wasn't... I wasn't in a so are you the non-sensible <laughs> one? Oh, I've okay. not worked that one out yet. <laughs> anyway, it seems to work. None of Amy's friends are sensible. No, yeah. I'm the sensible one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why we got on when we met. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like you. <laughs> Anyway, let's wrap this up. Thank you so oh, much for giving us your time, and we'll sort yeah. another one out for soon. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Bye. 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 So, how was all that? That was a story, wasn't it? That was a story and a half. People are amazing, aren't they? Humans are amazing. They really are. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to know any more about arthrogryposis... Well done, Amy. If you've been affected by this. Or if um, if you want to know if there's any way you can help yeah. people... Then get in touch. We can... Um, Colette, is, uh, Colette obviously travels around and does lots of seminars... Yeah. Um, and she does online stuff as well, and she's very contactable. Yes, she is. Um, and we'll she's put her real, details up. Yeah, she's got a real like wealth of knowledge in this area. Yeah, and she's obviously you know throughout the years, throughout the ages of of, of her son, she's gone through quite a lot. So yes, she's able to to make sure that you can know everything at each of those sort of push points. Yeah, but yeah, we hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, please subscribe again if you've got something you want to say. Yeah, then get in touch. Yep, get in touch. We're all ears. We are. Well, that'd be weird if what, we were all ears. I'm just looking at Amy's ears. I have got actually. quite big ears. You have got big ears. I have got ears. quite big ears. That's why I call you a, pi- a pixie. Pixie. <laughs> I've got little ears. They're normal size. I wouldn't they're say little. they're little. Are they little? They're little. Compared to the size they're of your beautiful. head, do you mean? You have got nice ears. I don't like my ears. No. Or my nose. Oh, don't stop biting your bum nose again. Bum nose. Your bum nose. Never um, mind, darling. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes, but it is. <laughs> hey, anyway. But yeah, subscribe and contact us. We're Mum and Mum Pod. We're um, on social media. We're Twittering. We are Twittering. We haven't done Twitter yet, though. 
Well, we might have we to do Twitter. Do. We were going to have done Twitter. Have we? Yeah. We're recording these before this goes out, you see. So Thank God by the that. time this goes out, we'll be all over Twitter. Yeah. We'll be on it. Like yeah. On it. Yeah. A bit like your date. Yes, bruv. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take care. Right, have a good week. Care. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.